in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee. It's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. Welcome to another edition of As I See It. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris, and this is the show where we talk about eye health, vision, medicine, the courteous service and experience in healthcare that you deserve, and other things that are just fun and I want to talk about. Today, I'm joined by my regular cohort, Marketing and Community Relations Director, Cole Evans. Hello, Cole. Hello, Dr. Jeff. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. Looking forward to spring on its way. We are probably less than 60 days away. It's March the 20th. That's a Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Not too long at all. And the time will change instantly. We'll give people better vision because they won't be driving at night as instantly. much. Instantly. <laughs> uh, everyone will be happy that when they go get off work, it, there will be a little bit of daylight you just know, left. It, what's really true is that we do tend to see more complaints of cataracts kind of in the October, November, December range because, you know, we're driving around here in Tennessee at 4.30, 5 o'clock, and it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. And so that it, that impacts the contrast sensitivity, and we start noticing, well, I'm not seeing as well as I right. was. So, so Dr. Jeff, uh, I've got a little interesting intro on this one. So I know today uh, we're going to talk about you and Dr. Susan's book, One Patient at a Time. We're going to go through a couple of the lessons. Uh, on this lesson, I've got a little bit of an intro music that I think you're going to like. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So uh, let, I'll give the copyright at the end. So we're, 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 you're not in a lawsuit at the end of it, okay? I, I have a feeling I know what's coming. I but, think you do too. And I don't look at all like him. But I will tell you this. Um, there have been, on our friend Spotify, there have been over 100 million downloads of this song. Okay. Wow. This has everything to do with Lesson 19 for the record. I wonder how many people listening right now just needed to hear that. They knew it. And they know exactly. That's right. right? So uh, I, I, I won't, I won't, okay, we'll do it just a couple more just seconds. Just a couple. Okay, so the, 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 the legality is, and I know this because, you know, I, I spent a few days in radio. Uh, on the selling side, they'd never put me in front of a microphone. Yeah, I think the, the magic number is 10 seconds. So if you let a copyrighted song go to over 10 seconds, that's why if you, now you'll pay attention. When you see it on right. commercials, you'll hear like, and, and uh, um, big pharma commercials are the best. They'll take a, commer- they'll take a song like that mm-hmm. and they'll do a rendition of that piano in a different key or going in a different way, but it still makes everyone go, oh, no, I know that song. Um, okay, no, I don't. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> you know, whatever. Right, right. But that walks us right into lesson 19. Well, first of all, that was a great 9.8 second rendition from it Meatloaf. It was, it absolutely was. <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I can't that do that. That was on Spotify. We love Meatloaf. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> uh, but that being said, you and Dr. Susan titled lesson 19 and I would do anything for you, but I can't do that. While the singer Meatloaf would nearly, um, I'm sorry, would do nearly anything for love, even he had his limits. I love that, that <laughs> intro because uh, so many people, right? A hundred uh, million downloads know exactly what that so- song is. Song aside, give me an example of um, some, some interactions that uh, we have here with our patients when uh, we want to do the right thing. We want to do, we want to say yes to them so bad, but we just, in, 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 in a particular situation, we just can't do what they need us to do. Yeah. I, th- I think we've all heard that, you know, well, the customer's always right. I, I don't believe that. I know that may be heresy. I do believe we treat the customer as though they're always right. Mm. That's 
a subtle but important difference. Uh, I have to balance for for our patients um, what we want to accomplish for them, which is everything that they want. But we have our limits, too, and sometimes uh, things are beyond our limits, and so we have to communicate that. And so what, what we, as you know, from a cultural standpoint, being the drumbeat, we're training all the time on meet exceed the patient's needs exceed them give them things they're not even thinking about at least meet them but try to exceed them and make it an experience that is memorable for them however it's easier said sometimes can't be done because sometimes people have very realistic goals but they can't be met so an example of that might be hey i want my new progressive glasses with the transition lenses and the UV filter and the reflection-free surface, but I need them tomorrow because I'm leaving on a cruise tomorrow night, okay? I'm, I'm flying to Miami. And so what we train our staff is that we always want them to say, here's what I can do. But there are times where they have to say, I can't, I can't do that. But they can never stop there. They have to add but I can do this. And right. that's where we get into meatloaf. I can't get you the progressive lenses with all of those features by tomorrow. However, if I know where you're traveling and where your port is, right. they should be in in six days. And I'm going to rush that. I believe I can get that in four. I will send them to you in St. John's. Now, that is a, I can't do exactly what you want, but I can do Anthony. this. Right. And so that's what we that's what we're focusing on in that particular chapter because i want to make sure that the that the staff also knows that i'm going to be their biggest advocate as long as they are practicing day in day out trying to bend over backwards for people if somebody uh, gets uh, untoward to them as long as we maintain personal respect i think it's okay to say i i I know what you want. I can't do that, but I can do this. I always want them to have an alternative. And it's it's aligning, obviously, perfectly with Lesson 18. We talked about in previous episodes, certainty is more value than uncertainty. You talk about, um, and we got into the details. They were pretty pretty good on that conversation about uh, basically doing an audit or a true up of your vendors. You know, I immediately think of in this lesson uh, and the example that you're using now of, and then you you layer COVID on top of it in supply chain. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, Hey, I, I, I have this need. Aside from that, you come in, you want your glasses, you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks, much less four to six weeks in some, right. some cases. So let's take, again, supply side, uh, supply chain, you know, COVID, if you will, and kind of put it over to the side. What might be some other examples? I, I'm thinking of one. So mm-hmm. um, we had when uh, about a year ago, uh, probably 10 months ago, when uh, we really got uh, deep into telehealth here when COVID, you know, the shutdown was in deep and, but we were still able to see patients uh, online, right. And, and do a lot there. We were having uh, basically a little bit of a new protocol when it came to patients that get contacts from us. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about, uh, again, aside from COVID and everything being shut down. Uh, I'm a patient. I call in. I haven't been to the eye doctor in a couple of years, but I know you have passed by here on my way to work and I need contacts. I'm going to call in. I bet they'll sell me an annual supply of contacts. Is that reality? Well, that's a reality ask. It's not a reality (laughs) deliver. (laughs) And the reason is there are legalities there is that uh, I and all eye doctors are responsible for being able to assess the fit and the and, and the oxygen level, the sure. health of your eyes, and before we can give you a contact lens prescription, that's legislated by the 
by the FDA, if right. you will, and the FTC says what we can say about that. People and what don't we realize do. that. No, right. no. I, I think you just I, walk in the store, you grab some contacts. Yeah, yeah, There's and, numbers for left and right eye. You're and, done. That's right. That's right. And you and you can on things that are retail purchases, not covered by FDA standards, but mm-hmm. these are medical devices. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain rules that go along with them. And because of that, we have an annual contact lens professional exam to grant you your annual contact lens professional prescription, mm-hmm. if you will. Now, sometimes people will say, oh, geez, I missed that. So let's say that's a perfect example. This person says, I, I've got my prescription, you know, it expired. Okay. Or I've got my prescription you haven't seen them on me. I mean, I can fill a prescription if it's still valid, but let's say they're past the date. Well, the other side of that is the practical side, and that is uh, I don't want somebody who maybe has a very, very high prescription and doesn't have, for whatever reason, a good backup pair of glasses or one that they feel safe in, um, having another problem on another part, like on the roads. Okay, so maybe what I say is I can't give you an annual supply. Mm-hmm. However, what I can do is if we make an appointment for an eye health and vision exam, I will give you a short supply to get you by until that exam of contact lenses that you've been wearing. Am I taking a little risk there? Yes, but I'm doing it on behalf of the patient. So I'm really saying, no, I can't give you just fill your prescription and let you go. We have to evaluate your eyes. Okay, once you've made that appointment, let's say it's going to be in a week, then I'm going to give you a supply of contacts that will last you, let's say, for two to three weeks or a month to make sure that you don't run out. And then at the time that I see you, we'll evaluate those, make sure that I'm happy with that on a longer term basis. And then you get your contact lens prescription for a year. As I see it, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Jeff Kegeris with Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. We've proudly served the Middle Tennessee community for the last 26 years, and I want you to know we really appreciate you. Having an annual comprehensive eye health and vision exam is so important to the health of your eyes. From signs of diabetes, glaucoma, and cataracts, we're looking for it all. Don't let another day go by. Schedule your annual eye health and vision exam at Cool Springs or Donaldson Eye Care. And now, back to As I See It. It's interesting that you bring up the example of, of St. John's because even in the you know uh, year and a half I've been here, I can think of two very specific situations where um, it was that someone was uh, flying off, if I'm not mistaken, to be in a concert. Like they they had a role of doing a thing uh, in this big production of which we were able uh, to meet their need and uh, kind of coordinate their schedule. So that's that's obviously a very good thing. And again, I don't want to over talk this, but uh, these lessons are very practical, right? Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is not brain surgery. You just have mm-hmm. to really think about the one plus one equal two. That kind of you know uh, parlays, if you will, into lesson twenty. Uh, change and, and you have to read this. I love the the title here. Change is good if you give it first. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. My mother would love, of all the lessons, this would be my mother's <laughs> lessons because because she would tell you, you know, kids these days, that's what she would say, yeah. kids these days don't know how to count money back. And so you've titled, Change is Good if You Give It First. There's literally maybe 150 words on this lesson, right? And it's all about if you're if the patient is paying in cash, give them their change first and put the bills on top. 
it's a simple thing so that it doesn't drop out of their hand how and many have people, to balance it's, that. Yeah. How many people always give you the bills and then put the change on top and it's inevitable. You're like, now you got to do the sliding thing. Exactly. Like it, you're always asking me to do yeah. this extra step. <laughs> yep. Yep. And um, so I, that probably won't be in version two of the book because we're becoming a, a change less society yeah, exactly. anymore. Like change. What are you talking about? But if you, but if for no other reason, if you listen to that and, you know, I just went to Exxon for lunch because, you know, I, I, I go to as many high-class places as I can when mm-hmm. I'm going to eat lunch. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but again, I, I was just thinking about that because there are my bills and the change on top and I, you know, drop a dime and, and the person goes, oh, I'm sorry. Well, what right. you should be sorry of is that you didn't give them in reverse order. Exactly. So it's a simple thing. But sometimes the most meaningful avoiding a problem issues are those that you can do something simple right. to avoid rather than have them happen over and over again and apologize. Right. So simple. If you're listening yep. out there, whether you are an eye doctor or not, if you're running a business <laughs> that deals with cash and you're accepting cash, get your staff to count the change back with the change first. That is uh, uh, a very practical thing you can go and start today. That makes a difference. Uh, lesson 21 at your service. I love this. Uh, I think, um, uh, we are a very, I don't, I'm not going to misquote numbers, but I know in middle Tennessee, there's a high, a very high population aside from, um, um, uh, the, uh, fort in, uh, Fort Campbell mm-hmm. in Clarksville mm-hmm. that, um, 101st airborne. That's right. Yep. Th- there, there is a large population of veterans in this area. Um, that being said, lesson uh, 21 at your service. Talk to me about why you and Dr. Susan wanted to get that in this book. Yeah, I, I think because we value the opportunity to write a book in a country where we can say, hey, here's where we've had success. Here's what we believe. Here's what we want to do. And having the freedom to do that depends on us having people that protect that freedom. And so when right. we titled this, we put, you know, at at your, but we put our service in parentheses because th- those people have served us uh, as Americans. And so one of the things that we put that in there was because we want to recognize every single veteran, every single time when they come in, whether they're active or past military duty to just say, thank you. Right. We appreciate what you've done. We appreciate what you're doing to allow us to have this, uh, the, the freedom that we enjoy. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're all in this together, no matter what the political views. And it kind of leads into the next the, I think the next lesson. If That's right. I, if lesson twenty two. Lesson twenty two. Uh, and you don't have to again uh, be in in our office uh, just one single time. And in both Donaldson Eye Care and in Cool Springs Eye Care, you're going to see uh, in both locations an extremely large and uh, very nice framed American flag. Uh, lesson twenty two. Proud to be an American. Why is that flag so important to hang on the walls? It's uh, it's important to Susan and me because whether you're a, a a liberal, a conservative, a libertarian, or avoid politics altogether. It really doesn't matter. Right. And I, I, I appreciate living in a country where we can debate different topics, have different views. We can say, well, it ought to be done this way. This is how we should do it. And you can say, no, we ought to do it this way. This is how. And and that's healthy. I right. don't want to live in this cancel culture where you can't have a, a an honest, open debate. That's how trust and respect develop when mm-hmm. people actually get together and they talk about those, those things. And sometimes you convince me, sometimes I convince you, and sometimes neither of us are convinced. But the key is, those are how are we going to go about it? How are we going to make this country the best that it is? We should never question the what. The what is we live in America. We're all part of that team. Right. And as much as we build the teamwork around here with the doctors and the, and the staff and the patients, the bigger team is we live in America. And it's the most 
um, successful, the most financially beneficial, the healthiest country in the history of the world. Right. Is it perfect? No. But we're all trying to make it better and better all the time, and that's where the hows come in. But we should never forget that we are in America. Right. We should be proud of that. Uh, and and that's why we have a flag in every office. And maybe you, that's kind of a throwback, but I think that that flag means something. Right. And it should be a rallying point for everybody. It's interesting. We Susan and I went on a trip, uh, and we stayed at a at a not a bed and breakfast. Um, it was a bed and DTB. Have you ever heard of one of those? No, was, but let's go ahead and fill in what those uh, mean. Okay, so that's a bed, and I'll direct you to breakfast. Ah, there you <laughs> so, go. Okay. Um, so, anyways, a, a small little hotel in, in a house, basically, and the and the uh, owners uh, were very very nice uh, and just great. One was a flight attendant lady for Delta, but the other gentleman worked in the hotel industry, but he was from Great Britain across the pond, and we talked about football. I mean his football, soccer, and American football. And he's a huge American football fan, not a big soccer fan, which is really interesting. But he he told me the one thing. I said, was it hard for you to adjust to American football? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we take it for granted. We grew up with the rules and all this. And a lot of people say, it's so confusing. I can't understand what they're doing. And he talked about the number of football games being played in Britain and how they pack the stands. But he said the the most impactful thing to him was that at the beginning of the game, when they played the Star Spangled Banner, that all the Americans stood up, covered their heart, and started to sing. And he said, that just does, I've been every place in the world, that doesn't happen anyplace else. I've never been to a country that reveres their flag like Americans do. And, you know, we take that for granted. And I know whether you're a pro, you know, you ought to be standing up, or whether you kneel at a football game or all of that, um, it's, you know, we, we play the Star Spangled Banner. Most people sing the song. We at least stand up and take off our hat and show respect. And that, that to me, made me proud, mm-hmm. really proud to be part of a country that feels that way. And unless you look from outside of the aquarium and realize that's not the way it is in every single country, right. uh, maybe there's a deep-rooted respect that does bind us somewhere below the surface of all the chatter and dialogue right. and disagreement and, you know, pro-Biden, pro-Trump, anti-Biden, anti-Trump, whatever that stuff right. is. Right. Hey, okay, right. we got a new president, you know, I supported the last president, I support the new president. We're America. Right. You bring up a very good point, um, whether it's the flag hanging in this office or uh, the ability to uh, have a company and a team uh, to record what you want to say and put it out there. Uh, there are a lot of places in this world you can't do that uh, at all. And so, yes, being extremely appreciative of that. You are listening to As I See It. We are talking to Dr. Jeff Kegaris about he and his wife, Dr. Susan Kegaris's book, One Patient at a Time. Uh, if you have tuned into uh, a few of our episodes, you've heard us uh, say this, and I'll say it again very proudly, that One Patient at a Time uh, hit the number one uh, book release, healthcare book release on Amazon.com, uh, which is obviously uh, just extremely exciting. And uh, if you have not checked out the book, please go to Amazon, uh, check it out today. It's one patient at a time. Our patients are picking these up. And I, I shouldn't be, I guess, laughing as I say that, but. Th- th- Patients that have seen you, new patients, uh, corporate patients, patients that we know you've seen generations of their families are, 
we've had lines at the front door, you know, over Christmas when we were very packed and uh, saying, hey, is Dr. Jeff in the building? We need a signature on this. I mean, really, really cool things. You you uh, have a patient that uh, drives hundreds of miles a couple of times a year just to see you. And, and that individual wanted, uh, you know, your, your endorsement on there. So it's really, really cool. And again, bite size, eight chapters, 135 lessons, whether you are... Uh, a practicing optometrist or not, you're getting ready to start your own company, you're thinking about leaving a W-2 and and getting the entrepreneurial bite, this book is going to bring you value. So uh, lessons 19, and I would do anything for you, but I can't do that. We'd like to thank Meatloaf for Mm -hmm. sponsoring that. Uh, Lesson 20, if you are, uh, change is good if you give it first. I love that title. I think it's very catchy. Um, And that, of course, is if you are using, if you're in a cash business, give the change back first and then the dollars on top. Something very, very simple. And then lesson 21, um, uh, thank you for your service. We proudly support our veterans. And and, um, if you're a veteran, you walk in our doors, you're going to see that first and, and foremost. And uh, last but not least, of course, is Lesson 22, Proud to be an American. Uh, Dr. Jeff, thank you very much. If you have not, please subscribe to As I See It. We release a brand new podcast every single Tuesday. Um, and uh, I've got a really cool, exciting one has uh, just came out that after you listen to this, please shoot over there and listen to it. But it's where you and I talk about my child's first eye exam. Mm-hmm. That's very yep. interesting. You, there's a very interesting thing that when I went home after that recording and you had addressed it in the recording, uh, my wife said, okay, well, so you guys do eye exams for uh, for the certain age. I won't tell you the age because mm-hmm. we, we, we reveal that in the episode. Uh, but she said, so what's the difference? I mean, why would I bring our, we have three kids. Why would I bring our baby? there um when we already have pediatric appointments and i was like oh we have to listen to the episode (laughs) so um definitely check that out if you're a patient uh in the area or not you're going to get value from this to understand how important your uh annual eye health and your comprehensive eye health and wellness exam is so dr jeff thank you very much uh if you've not left a comment please take a couple of minutes and go in there your comments and you subscribing to the podcast help us reach more people and dr jeff reads those comments each and every week yep and just a reminder dr keg at coolspringseyecare.com is the best email to use. Email him all day long. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Jeff. Thanks, Cole.